Mr. Horror. Welcome to Friday 15. I expected to see like a haze of smoke with this kind of music. Everybody, thanks for joining. We got Friday 15 once again. I'm Andy Hoare. I'm joined today by Brian Beck. For those of you who don't know Brian, he's the... uh, He's the guru in B2B commerce, except for me, of course. Uh, but so Brian's been a practitioner uh, before he was at PacSun on the B2C side, Harbor Freight Tools on the B2B side, where he had operational responsibility and PL responsibility. Uh, he's also been a systems integrator, um, and he wrote a book called Billion Dollar B2B Commerce, which, by the way, Brian, I found it. You it found it. Respecting ben Let's show everybody. And uh, I oh, just yes. want to remind everybody that. Uh, the forward is exceptional, so it's well worth reading. But before we jump in, yes. and uh, Brian, I know you, you're eager to introduce me, but <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago, um, Northwestern was playing Rutgers, your alma mater, and, and yes. football. And you guys were undefeated at the time. And I don't think you're undefeated anymore. But oh, We lost did. one to number two in the country. It was the lost. We lost to Michigan. Come on. Okay, so you, beat, you beat Northwestern, fair enough. But there's actually a rematch taking place, place this I was week. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a um, a football match over the weekend, and it's between Northwestern's real football team. You know, the one they hear in, in America called soccer. Ah, yes. Uh-huh. And Rutgers' real football team, <clears throat> their soccer team, and Northwestern. It's a kind of a different a different twist. Northwestern's actually undefeated and ranked. Uh, and I think Rutgers has won as many games as we've tied this year. So, okay. but anyway, I, I brought a hat along, um, and I, I brought an extra one for you too. Oh, okay, all right. So so, I'll send it out to you if you're. Interested. Wait, where are you going next, Mister Hori? Let's talk water polo. I mean, come on, <laughs> you're grasping for straws here, my friend. No, I can't because every other sport in Northwestern is currently under investigation. I can't speak to any of it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, anyway, uh, for those who don't know Andy, my co- co-pilot at Master B2B in our Thought Leadership Series, um, Andy's 20 years uh, in, in this field, uh, veteran of Silicon Valley, CEO of Paradigm uh, B2B, and you know, seven years at Forrester Research running B2B e-commerce. So, Andy, uh, we have a great topic we're talking about today, but let's we should probably talk a little bit first about some of the news. Um, we're going to talk, let me, let me bring this up here. We're going to talk first about uh, some uh, we're talking. Whoops. Let me get both of us on the screen here. Um, we're talking first a little bit about, uh, you know, today we're going to talk about legal issues hampering um, is Amazon's legal issues going to hamper their B2B efforts. But generally speaking, you know, we're going to talk about marketplaces. And and Annie, did you see this um, this article and this announcement uh, about a week ago? Um, we talked about marketplaces, I think, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. And, you know, these vertical marketplaces. And one big example of that is FAIR, uh, FAIR, $150 million in, in GMV. They're a, uh, a home products uh, B2B marketplace. So independent retailers go on and buy product from FAIR. And there's uh, there's uh, thousands of suppliers on FAIR that make their wares available. And, um, and they were just uh, uh, got an investment from Shopify. And this is really interesting to me because... Not, not only does that validate kind of the model, the, the vertical marketplace model, but it also pulls together two really powerful players here. You know, Shopify has an enormous selection. This is a quote from the article. With over 100,000 brands on fair, new merchants who join Shopify will be able to immediately source and secure inventory. This is a B2B play as and also could enable a marketplace uh, capability for Shopify overall. 
this is actually a potential real competitor to Amazon. What are your thoughts? Well, it's a different business though. And we'll see if Shopify can make it work. I think they're smart not to have built their own marketplace. I mean, they've yeah. got enough scale. They could have done this themselves too. Sure. But I think they're going to pull the, let's see how this works with FAIR. Let's see if we can learn from it. And if it's really mm -hmm. successful, maybe we'll acquire them. If it's not, we can quietly walk away from it. Yeah. But um, it is an interesting development for sure. And it is a different business model. And we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's interesting to me because, you know, I think, you know, of all the industries we looked at a couple of weeks ago in our vertical marketplaces uh, session on Friday 15, you know, a lot of them are not products, but this one is, you know, so a lot of them are, you know, travel or logistics services and things like that, uh, the marketplaces. This one is products. And I think it's an it's an indication that, you know, this this model can work if the, the vertical marketplace can work. If you really solve for both sides of the equation, you know, meaning that the buyers and the sellers, see, that's the tough part. And we'll talk about Amazon in a moment. The tough part of a marketplace, right, is, is doing both sides well. You've got to build the buy side and you've got to get the right suppliers and sellers on board. And I think, you know, as we talked about in our recent Mythbusters, too, you know, these are those are tricky things to, to manage. And I, I think you're right, Andy. I mean, Shopify not trying to do this on their own, but going to someone who has this different business model, investing in it and uh, potentially eventually maybe acquiring the company is a good move. But this to me has great synergy, right? I mean, you got all these all these retailers on um, on Shopify, lots of brands uh, that need to source product. And guess what? Fair gives them the ability to do that. So it's Call a me a little suspicious, though. I mean, I, I feel like I need to say this. I think in theory, in yeah. a press release, it all does sound good. Right. But I've heard Shopify bounce around the B2B space before. I know they're making another push now. They're always large enough and important enough and have enough scale, especially right. in the SMB side of things, that sure. you got to pay attention to it. Yeah. But I don't know how committed they are to it. And I remember this reminds me of Google in many ways because <coughs> Google, excuse me, has been talking about B2B for ages as well. And they've bounced right. in, they've come out, they said, we're going to do this, they don't. Right. I don't know. This might be yet another Maybe. foray into B2B where they figure out that it's not their core competency. I do agree, though, in theory, there needs to be an extension here, especially in the SMB yeah. market. It's sure. sitting there right for them. But you know what? The man with a hammer only sees nails. And it could be that Shopify really only does B2C. So we'll see. Yeah. But it's but again, it's a lot of these products will enable their their B2C sellers to source product, right? So I think, anyway, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. You know, it's interesting. But our, so our core topic today is the FTC and the legal problems of Amazon. My gosh, you've probably heard a lot about this, folks, on your, um, you know, on your news feeds, everything else. You know, FTC comes after Amazon for anti, anti um, you know, competitive practices. Here is the story or the release on the FTC site. FTC sues Amazon for illegally maintaining monopoly power. You know, Amazon's, they say Amazon's ongoing pattern of illegal conduct blocks competition, allowing it to yield monopoly power to, this is the part that I want to talk about, Andy, inflate prices, which is fascinating, degrade quality and stifle innovation. Now, this is, a, I pulled a quote out here, Andy, on the right-hand side. By stifling competition on price, product selection, quality, and by preventing its current or future rivals from attracting a critical mass of shoppers and sellers, Amazon ensures that no current or future rival can threaten its dominance. I mean, it's kind of the core of their case, and a lot of it has to do with price. And I want to I want to go in on uh, in on that a little bit further. Now, here, 
Andy, this next slide here is the FTC's, or not the FTC, Amazon's response to this. And they say FTC's lawsuit against Amazon would lead to higher prices and slower deliveries for consumers and hurt businesses. Interesting. And I pulled a quote out here from their response. The FTC's case alleges that our practice of highlighting competitively priced offers and matches and practice of matching lower prices offered by other retailers somehow leads to higher prices. But that's not how competition works. The competition works. The FTC has it backwards. So, Andy, you know I do this all day long, right? In my company in SIBA, where I'm a managing partner, we we work with brands on Amazon. And so it's fascinating. Go ahead. You have a, you have a comment on well, this? I think what's interesting about this is these make these statements that the FTC is making very, very well may be true. But right. the problem here is you have to actually provide evidence and prove it in a court of law. So well, sure. you and I agree on this. Neither one of us thinks, I mean, we could end the the, four, the Friday 15 right now. Will this hamper their B2B efforts? The answer is no. No. <laughs> it's not going to hamper their B2B efforts. Now, do they have a case that Amazon preferences itself? Probably. But can they prove it? No, because one thing that Amazon has done pretty well yeah. And it's part and parcel to their structure, which, by the way, other companies that have been hit with these suits and sued successfully before couldn't offer yeah. is Amazon continually lowers the prices. And I think you have a slide. I do. Let me show you this. Because uh, so how do you prove harm? Uh, Jason, how do you prove harm if the harm is actually denominated in higher prices when there's no evidence of actually higher prices? Oh, J Jason, this is the first time you've agreed on a topic. It might be, Jason Hyde. It might be. Probably the last time, too. <laughs> but yeah. Thank you for that, Jason. So, um, so yeah, but no, no, that's exactly right, Andy. And as I, as I was about to you know, get into a little bit, I have a slide here, which is fascinating. So, you know, we run these programs for these companies, right? And what is the what is one of the chief complaints that a brand manufacturer has about Amazon or any any seller on Amazon? It lowers my price. It causes all kinds of channel conflict. It, it, you know, so this this argument and here's a great example, right? This let me describe what this is. Each one of these lines is a seller on Amazon, right? So this is from a tool that tracks pricing. And so companies have go out and when a lot of companies, particularly these arbiters, like companies that have hundreds of thousands of products listed on Amazon, they have pricing engines that will match and reduce price on uh, in real time on uh, products that are listed on Amazon. So they can what they call win the buy box. They win the sale. Amazon's model has price competition at its core. Let me explain what we're looking at. The red line is one seller. The gray line is another seller. This product's priced at 143.45, right? So the gray seller drops his price to 143.44. Well, the red seller follows suit like five minutes later. Look at the times at the bottom. This is like this is a real time. This is real time price degradation. The other one matches. Then the other one matches. Then the other one matches. This is a you know Amazon is a marketplace. What is a marketplace? Part of it. Part of their value is to create competition on pricing inside of this inside of this world. And 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 so, you know, this this pricing degradation thing is real. What does it do ultimately? It delivers a lower price to the customer and you know, part of this is going to be, you know, the FTC has its work cut out for us to 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 work against these kinds of dynamics. It's crazy. So, anyway, any 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 reaction to this, Andy? Well, and one of the sticking points here is they allege that Amazon requires that it's vendors not offer a lower price elsewhere. Right. Well, 
that will tell you that it's the greatest fear people have is that it's a race to the bottom on pricing in Amazon's marketplace. And Amazon actually ensures that right. by saying that you can't offer an even lower price someplace else. So again, <clears throat> are there tie-ups that they have here that are probably anti-competitive? Yes. There is evidence that Amazon has preferenced themselves before. This is all clear, but the problem here is legally speaking, and not as I can't speak as a lawyer here, you got to right. prove it with evidence. And the harm has to be that they're able to raise prices. And there's just no evidence. In fact, the funniest thing to me, and this is a little bit of field of this, but interesting, is that they're trying to define the market that Amazon is dominating as an online superstore. And they're excluding any bricks and mortar companies online sites. So Walmart.com, really? oh, Walmart they're not members of this wow. online superstore. So they're trying to find as a pure <laughs> online superstore. And then of course in that realm, yes, Amazon has fewer, as few sort of uh, legitimate rivals, but that's not an effective definition of the marketplace. And a good lawyer with some good economists are, is going to blow that thing right out of the water. So the backstory here, as I understand, is that the woman who runs the FTC um, is trying to make the case that Congress has to change the antitrust yeah, yeah, yeah. laws. Interesting. And she's using this as kind of incentive for them to do wow. it. She's fully planning, I think, to lose this case. She's lost a really? ton of cases so far. They yeah. lost the Activision thing with, um, huh. with Microsoft. They've lost a whole yeah. bunch of cases where they presented theoretical arguments so why would they continue losing these cases? The only argument you can really look at that's plausible is that she's trying to get Congress to change the laws. She may succeed mm -hmm. in doing that, but yeah. there's no way they're going to be able to stop Amazon. And that's the core of this discussion, right? Even yeah. if they do think they are, Amazon's you know, core essence is about lowering prices for people well, and offering the lowest price. And, I, and Andy, I would argue that the their whole presence in the market has actually driven prices down everywhere. I mean, look at like even in, in a little bit in B2B, like look at some of the big distributors and look at some of their gross margins. Why are their gross margins shrinking? Well, it's because, you know, new factors, new players, including Amazon coming into the market, driving down prices. I, I think they've had quite the opposite effect. And Jason just chimed in again. Is it possible that higher prices have been, um, you know, accused of that they've been accused of is really more about inflation you know, it's not it's not them. It's an interesting point, Jason. Yeah, maybe. May right. And so I think they'll probably build that into their arguments, too. But but Andy, let, you know, one last slide here. Um, we're going to wrap up in a minute. But look at Amazon's percentage of total B2B e-commerce sales. I highlight I circled it here in blue. Two point four percent. Twenty twenty five. Currently two point two percent. That's puny. It's a big business, right? Thirty five billion dollars or what have you. But but look, yeah, there are things that prevent them structurally from competing for the other 97% that any good economist or lawyer is going to argue, look, they don't have will call windows. They don't right. have experts in product. There's no way you can define this, as a, especially in the B2B space. It's a really narrow thing. Are we going to see the online superstore for B2B too? And they're going to exclude Granger and Fastenal and all these other companies because they don't have, they're not pure online sites. It's kind of ridiculous, actually. No, no, but I, I, again, I come back to the same thing. You, the price is is the dependent dependent variable here. And, and the price established that prices have yeah. gone up. How are you going to win the argument? Well, and the price in the business side. <laughs> this is a difference between Amazon and Amazon Business. I cir I circled here. 
the business prices are behind a, a login. They're they're negotiated prices in some cases. Contract. I mean, it's not even publicly available. Yeah, I'm right. Sorry. That's true. They can't even get the information. Imagine the collection effort associated with that. It's like, okay, we've got we scraped all the stuff on the web, and we had to go talk to a bunch of people and get all their no. custom pricing. It's yep. all it's, right. Let's put our. Involved. Let's see. We're we're running past time a little bit here, Andy. So let's see what our audience said, and they agree with us. Let's see. No. It's a minor distraction. Will will Amazon's lost legal issues hinder their ability? 87% said no. So I think, you know, the audience agrees with us. Um, so folks, thanks for joining us. Uh, by the way, you can go on to our website, Master B2B, and join our forum. We're, I think we're getting up to close to 400 practitioners. It's only manufacturers and distributors, brands. So, but come on in. You can go to our website and sign up under the tab says forum. And, uh, and by the way, the great advantage of this, is you can share ideas there. You can ask questions if you're looking for recommendations for vendors, you're struggling right. to hire somebody. This yep. is a really unique resource. It is. And these are some of the folks in it. A great, great, great group of people. So folks, thanks again for joining us here on Friday 15. Uh, we, we went Friday 17 today, Andy. Got again, to get we're, we're almost there. Uh, so anyway, folks, thanks for joining us. We'll be back on, on next week. And by the way, if anyone is going to be in Florida for B2B Online, we have some awesome executive dinners coming that's the august uh oh, sorry august october 15th and 16th sunday and monday nights during the conference if you want to go to the conference or even if you don't need to go to the con or want to go to the conference and you just live in the area come on out we'd love to see you there uh just send us a quick note uh through our through our website or brian or andy at master b2b either one of those or on linkedin or, too you can reach LinkedIn too. guys thanks for joining today we will see you on the next friday 15 next week and uh, we'll be announcing that uh, topic shortly. Thanks for joining today.